I think when you have really bad acne, you just feel like you can't start your life until it's clear. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like, okay, we just stayed in our, we just stayed in our house and we stopped hanging out with our friends. We okay, go we're on gonna, dates. We're gonna start a life once this is gone. And mm -hmm. when you don't know how to get it away, you're just like you feel stuck and depressed. But the question is, if if it comes with puberty or comes with your cycle, maybe there's a hormonal connection. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee, a special edition. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for giving the show a listen this week, or a view, or a download, wherever it is in the world that you are. We appreciate the fact that you are here. This is the first of a special series of podcasts that we will be rolling out over the course of the next few weeks, all of them featuring Dr. Neil Barnard and some of the most amazing success stories you will ever hear. We're calling this series Your Body in Balance, and it is all about the connection between hormones and your health. And this is also in advance of the release of Dr. Barnard's new book by the same name that will be released on February 4th, Your Body in Balance. Now, here's why I'm so excited about this series, because you will learn that there is an undeniable link between hormones and the health problems that can be anything from embarrassing, we're talking about our looks and our skin, maybe our hair, too devastating with infertility and PCOS and endometriosis and possibly even life-threatening in terms of cancer and diabetes. And we'll also be talking about menopause and PMS. Hormones wield significant influence over all of those things. And so the question becomes, what can you do to get your body and your hormones in balance to help with that. And that is what Dr. Barnard will be here to explain. And you are going to hear firsthand from some of the people who have been put through the ringer, only to discover that by changing their diet, they can take back control of those hormones that had gone haywire. And these stories some of them are going to move you to tears. These people are true medical marvels and inspirations to all of those who are facing the same struggle. And it really helps sometimes to remember that all hope is never lost. And maybe, maybe this is the same for you. It is still mind-blowing to me that so much of our health is dictated by the food that we eat. It's wild to me. So I am really excited to get started with this series, Your Body in Balance. And we are going to kick things off today with a look at how hormones affect your skin. This is life, right? And it is the nature of life that sometimes when we look in the mirror, we just don't like what we see. Maybe it's wrinkles, or maybe it's a complexion that just never seems to be clear. 
for years. No matter what Nina and Randon Nelson seemed to try, their acne was out of control. These twin sisters who were living in Los Angeles, their acne was taking a toll on them both emotionally and professionally. They were at a loss. They were relegated to endless rounds of antibiotics. And that only caused a whole other series of problems to creep up. And then after exhausting all other options, they took a look at what they were eating. And that was like a eureka moment. Almost overnight, those red splotches, those pimples that had plagued them, they were gone. And their hormones were back in check. Nina and Randa sat down with Dr. Barnard and I recently to share their remarkable journey. They brought the inspiration, and he brought the science. Here we are on the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee with the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the most requested topics that we ever get here on the Exam Room. We are going to be talking about your skin and how to keep it clear and what's the link between that and your diet. So we have a very wonderful group with us, Dr. Neil Barnard on the left and Nina and Randa Nelson. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks Thanks for having us. So glad you could be here. Yeah. Too. Nina and Rita, I want to start with you because you two, looking at you, you have flawless skin. Thank you. <laughs> but it is my understanding that it wasn't always that way. No. Not at all. That's funny to hear. Yeah. So walk us through this. I mean, how did you get from having this blemished skin to where you are now? Basically, throughout our teenage years, we didn't have any acne. Maybe the occasional breakout, but it wasn't anything to really be concerned and with. And we grew up vegan already. But yeah. But we still had, you know, like avocado avocados, guacamole, peanut higher, butter, higher fat foods. And uh, yeah, so basically when we were 20, we kind of went through puberty later. Yeah. So I think that has something to do and with so it. And so we just got the acne later. And when we were almost, when we were 20, it just came on like really cystic. And really I remember bad. at this one point, our parents went away to Hawaii. So without we, us. Without us. Bummer. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of trust. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were like eight and not 20 we at this like point. We were like 20s and we still had bunk beds. Yeah. And so we got super, super sick and we were just, you know, our brother was feeding us, avoc- I mean, peanut butter toast. Because it's the only rather. thing we could eat. And so we, we were so sick. We go to the doctor and, you know, we end up having sinus infections and he was like, but what about your skin? Like he was he more was concerned about, about our acne than like our sinus infections. And that that's when it occurred to me, like, oh, like, I guess like my acne is, you know, worrisome. And that's when the antibiotics started. Yeah. And, the, and so the we took antibiotics. Clear up, come back. And yeah. then, so that's a cycle of like six months of mm-hmm. on and off antibiotics, which but is it terrible. got to a point where the antibiotics stopped working. So it was like the, the breakout would be, I think, kind of in sync with our menstrual cycles. And it'd be like that once a month, boom, like a huge breakout. But it got to a point where every single month the breakout would be even worse. And then the antibiotics stopped working. I, I've heard from people who have been on antibiotics long term that after a while, they actually start to feel sick. You know, once oh, they yeah. stop working. How, how did you guys tolerate that? That was yeah. the first time I ever had a panic attack where mm-hmm. I was out in public and just bawling my eyes out in front of everyone. 
Yeah. So it, it I guess you can have a reaction of, of really strong yeah. anxiety. Wow. I, I think that it definitely can mess with your psyche for sure. Yeah. And I just remember like going to the bathroom a lot and just feeling like <laughs> my stomach was upset. Yeah, not fun. Dr. Barnard, I'm sure you can talk a little bit about that, the, the side effects of the long-term antibiotic. Well, you know, this has, been the com- this has been the common treatment. You know, somebody yeah. comes in, they got some acne, and well, almost without thinking, the doctor just writes a prescription of it. That was your experience. Oh, exactly. Where, where of course, you're going to be on this, uh, or, or worse. Yeah. Um, there are other medicines, too. One of the big concerns we now have is that if a person is on an antibiotic for a long period of time, mm-hmm. you're changing the gut mm-hmm. bacteria, yeah. and that might have long-term effects as well that we don't really know about. But, mm-hmm. but if we can find a better way, a more natural way, yeah. way ahead of the game. Well, really quickly, for, for those who are watching and aren't quite familiar with it, why, why would an antibiotic work to treat acne? What's the connection there? Well, a- acne is something that starts with a hair follicle. You know, you've got a little well and the hair is going out of it, um, but there's also a certain amount of oil, natural oils that are produced by these cells, and the cells, in some cases, start to kind of overgrow. Mm-hmm. And they plug that opening, and then it will get infected, and... It, it forms this little pustule under uh, the skin. And it's painful. So, yeah, it, well, it, it is painful. It, it hurts, yeah. and you see it, and, you, you know, and so forth. Um, so what the antibiotic does is it doesn't affect any part of the process except for that bacterial infection. Mm-hmm. And so the thought is, well, if I can knock that out, at least you won't have the pus mm-hmm. forming. Um, but the question is, if, if it comes with puberty or comes with your cycle, Maybe there's a hormonal connection, mm-hmm. yeah. and hormones are affected by foods, mm-hmm. and foods can affect how our bodies respond to inflammation. So, yeah. Do you think that acne is almost similar to an autoimmune disease? You know, it's an interesting thing. Where I in, feel like in, it in, is. in an autoimmune condition, uh, people have historically thought my rheumatoid arthritis is just old age, mm-hmm. and then you discover, wait a minute, some food yeah. in some cases is setting up this. Inflammation. Yeah, exactly. It's a sensitivity that leads to inflammation. In, the, in, in rheumatoid arthritis, it's the joints. In acne, it's the yeah. skin. skin. Yeah. But in your case, things took a better turn. Yes. Right. Let me ask you real quick before we talk more about gut bacteria and, and the connection with food. That's such a, a tender age. You know, you've just gone through puberty. You're in your early 20s, maybe 20, you said, straight yeah. up. The dating age. Yeah. What uh, did that do to your self-esteem when you right. were battling acne? It was honest. I never imagined that it would feel that bad because I remember seeing, if I saw someone with acne, I wouldn't have thought how much it would affect their psychological well-being. I just thought they d- they just didn't wash their face. Yeah, you just mm. think it's like, oh, they're not taking care of themselves. Yeah, and that's not the case Not at the all. case at all. And I just remember, you know, especially being in the entertainment business, going on auditions. We I had remember, a band. Yeah, we had a band. I remember this one time going into an audition when my acne was raging, and the casting director just kind of looked at me and, like, just, like, slated my name. I was like, okay, that's it. And normally they, like, converse with you. And I knew, like, okay, they're just completely ruling me out for this part because, my, you know, my acne. And it's, it made, I just felt devastated. I think when you have really bad acne, you just feel like you can't start your life until it's clear. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like, okay, we just stayed in our, we just stayed in our house and we stopped hanging out with our friends. We okay, we're going to, we're going to start a life once this is gone. And mm-hmm. when you don't know how to get it away, you're just like, you feel stuck and depressed. Even though you had each other to kind of lean on. That yeah. was lucky. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not everybody's going to have yeah. that situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. I assume that that, I mean, 
if you didn't have each other, I mean, that would have been like 20 times worse. Yeah, yeah. completely isolating. For sure. Yeah. I remember some of our friends would be like, Where, like, what happened to Nina and Randa? Like, they just like stopped going out, like, you know, but yeah. they didn't. And they're like, I don't remember you ever having this acne. Like, I that's literally. What our friends say. When they show them the pictures, I was like, yeah, that's because I didn't leave my house. Like, I didn't go out. Oh, how long yeah. would the, when you had a flare up, how long would that last? Well, it would be like, it would kind of flare up and then calm down a little bit but I always had acne when it was really really bad it would last like months and when we would take antibiotics then we would book commercials again in between the antibiotics working and having (laughs) the acne cleared we'd be filming a commercial Wow. <laughs> we come yeah. back and we couldn't work again. Oh, no. Yeah. So when did you guys discover, like, okay, well, these high-fat foods might have something to do with it? Was this while you were on the course of antibiotics? Well, no. I always had a hunch, you know. We knew it was something we were eating. Yeah. And we tried low-carb vegan. Like, basically low-glycemic. Basically just quinoa and avocado, and it's super painful. I don't recommend that. I lost, like, seven pounds in a week, and in, in not in a good way. I just remember, like, sobbing my eyes out because I didn't have any carbohydrates. And, it, like, no fruit or anything like that. It was terrible. So I had a hunch. <laughs> like, it's got to be diet. My mom had an autoimmune disease, and and she cured her, you know, um, health But we just didn't think that it. a little bit of soy milk and avocado we're would like, cause But we're that. vegan. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so the dermatologist would be like, or some people would say, oh, yeah, if you have acne, it just means you eat junk food. I'm like, no, but I don't. I don't eat junk food. And so we were on the way up to visit our grandparents, and our dad just brought up the McDougal site and said that basically Let, we... Let's see if he has anything on acne. Yeah, and so said, he said. did. And then it was just us. Basically, there's cultures in the world where they eat low-fat, plant-centered, and they never get acne. And it's and if you eat like small amounts of soy and avocado, that that if you're having hormonal acne, that that can cause it. Yeah. So, so he basically just said to eliminate oils, even healthy fats like avocado, nuts, stuff like that, and soy. That there just won't be any acne. And I was like, seriously? Like, yeah, so like that's is way potatoes. Too easy. Like, this seems too good to be true. Like, there's no way this is gonna work. But I was like, I was willing to try anything. And I was like, this seems like easy. I can eat potatoes. That's what I was trying to avoid being like low glycemic. Right. And so, like, with within three days of trying it, I was like, oh my gosh, for once the breakouts aren't getting worse. Yeah. And so I was like, I remember having this like worry that oh no what if it comes back like because the antibiotics would make it clear up but then you would be worried about oh when's it going to come back but it just never did after we changed our diet and the part about the soy was that it has a little more fat than other mm-hmm. yeah. beans, for example was that yeah. the issue i think also just maybe even more processed foods but probably the fat in it yeah but just also just more processed mm-hmm. doesn't work with us wow. so yeah i mean we hear about how they they changed the diet and we've heard about the tremendous results that still are paying dividends to this day, but <laughs> why does that work? Talk to me, Dr. Barnard. Break this down for us. Well, you know, if you talk to most doctors, they'll say, it's all in your head. Yeah. Diet doesn't make any difference mm-hmm. at all. Um, and the, the, a common one is chocolate. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got to be chocolate that did it. Uh, it's, it's, many people swear that chocolate is a, a breakout food for them, and doctors will poo-poo that. But if you dig into it a little bit more, there was actually a doctor named Albert Kligman in Pennsylvania who in 1969 published in JAMA an article that said, chocolate is no problem, it won't have any effect. If you, yeah. if you look at what his study was, he brought in a group of people. Some were, were teenagers, but others were prisoners in uh, a prison in the Philadelphia area where he actually did much worse experiments than chocolate. He, uh, he exposed them to Agent Orange and all these things to, see, uh, to look at the germinologic effects. And he was, his, the ethics of his research was very much uh, under scrutiny after that. But anyway, his chocolate study, he said his conclusion was chocolate doesn't affect anything because he had one group of people eating chocolate and the other group ate 
a fake chocolate bar made of pure saturated fat. Mm -hmm. right. And he found that they had about the same effect. So yeah. he said chocolate doesn't matter. But then other people said, wait a minute. Maybe they're both bad. Yeah, both of these exactly. things are bad. So other people have done other experiments where you can test chocolate. You can test chocolate versus sugar. It turns out jelly beans don't typically trigger acne, mm -hmm. but the chocolate would. Mm -hmm. And so that led people to think, all right, there is something about diet here. Yeah. It's not just chocolate. Uh, researchers at Harvard have felt that dairy is a contributor, mm -hmm. even low-fat dairy. Yeah. So it could be the fat, but it could be, as you were saying, with the kind of an autoimmune condition, is that the, somehow the protein is triggering it? Mm -hmm. And then uh, a meaty, cheesy diet in general has been shown to trigger acne. But mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. part of it? Probably just all the grease and then the animal, yeah. and the animal proteins, probably. So yeah. it comes back to fat again. And even yeah. with us, though, we didn't even eat that, and we still had acne. Yeah. yeah. But So you were vegan. You were raised vegan. Mm -hmm. And so the, the change really was to say, okay, vegan is great, mm -hmm. but I need to get to, to be low-fat vegan. Yep. Yeah. Was that the magic? Exactly, yes. yeah. <laughs> and I think something that may have had to do with it, because I noticed this is, I, I was, like, trying to get better. Have you guys heard of an environmental working group? Yes. Sure. Yeah, of course. Well, I was, like, looking at my beauty products, and I was like, oh, my gosh, these are full of chemicals. I need to change. And I started putting hoba hoba oil on my face, like, as my makeup. And I noticed that's also when the breakouts started as well. So it's, but I think that kind of, but the diet perpetuated the breakouts. Definitely diet, number one. But even if you're using super oily products, if you mm -hmm. have acne-prone skin, you can get acne like the that. The external oil. Yes. yes. Not just, just the oily as well. Wow. Yeah. Just clogging up the pores. Yeah. yeah. So actually, a year after I had cleared up my skin, um, I went away to Europe. And I didn't put this together, but I'd actually changed my skincare to like a more natural like acne prone natural something and it had a I didn't realize but it had a bunch of oil in it and I started breaking out while I was in Europe and I was like what's going on there must be something in the food it's the air it's the air yeah, it's the wow. pollution and I came back I went to Dr. McDougall's website and he also said oil in the skincare and I was like boom there it is and then my skin cleared up wow. again that's, yeah. that's yeah. amazing to me so yeah. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of marketing that if you have older skin that, oh, you need to put a lot of oils and that kind of stuff on mm. your face. I don't agree with that. I think it's, it's you don't want to eat oils and you don't want to eat super like processed. Why do you want to put it on your face? Well, the body does make the natural oils yeah. that, that you need. And yeah. so maybe you don't need to be slathering on exactly. lots more. It's so funny how we just, you know, go to outside sources for things, you know, think that we need to use this product and that product to clear things up. But yeah. not necessarily the case, right? Yeah, you want to keep it natural, simple, and like low toxicity so I think here's kind of the fun question that people are going to be wondering it's like okay well they don't eat the high fat food what do they eat so can you give us an example of, of what a day, a day yeah. Nina and Randa's diet looks like sure yeah breakfast you, you take breakfast breakfast is oatmeal with some frozen fruit and then maybe a little Banana. bit of maple syrup some chopped bananas or what we've been doing lately is we call them oat shakes so we just take the Vitamix <laughs> and blend up oats and a banana in water and it's like pancake batter mix Except you can just eat it. It's so Yo. good. What, 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 what so goes in the Vitamix now? So it's like a cup of oats, a banana. But wait, the oats, like out of the... Yeah, just like just raw not, oats. Not, raw oats? Yeah, raw oats. The flat ones? The rolled ones, yes, the flat ones. A cup of oats, a whole banana, maybe a banana and a half. Some ice. Some ice, some water, and then it's like this pink... You can, you can cook, you know, pancakes with that same batter, but we just eat it. Like it's pancake. Wild. Okay. Game so on. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Parents hate that though because it leaves a big mess in the yeah, blender. Yeah. Well, Nina doesn't like you know rinse out her 
bowls yeah. or cups, and then there's this like this crusted oat shape. You gotta rinse it really. My mom quick. like last night was like, "Oh, there's another one." I'm like, "Nina, rinse it out." <laughs> yeah. What so do we have for lunch? Lunch would be rice, beans, vegetables. Our favorite condiment. What's your favorite condiment? Lemon. Ooh, mustard. Mustard. Love sour pickles. Foods. We love pickles. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, Dijon or yellow mustard? Yellow. Either one. Right yeah. You go for the cheapy. Is that the, what the it one is? They sell to, well, the yellow mustard, isn't that the one like that they sell at the 7-Eleven? And the Dijon is yeah. the one on the higher shelf. That, Honestly, I'll no? take whatever I can I'll get. take Very good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't roll down the window and ask somebody for French's mustard. You ask them for Grey Poupon. You know, you remember those commercials? <laughs> no. No, no. no, of course I not. do. Sorry, thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, so that's lunch. Amazing. Yeah. And maybe you could put like a like a tortilla. Corn, to- corn tortilla or tortilla with that if we wanted to be maybe a little more filling. Yeah. Um, and then, do you want to take dinner? I mean, dinner? for dinner, we'd honestly probably have rice and beans and vegetables again. Just Most of the time, we're, we're like lazy chefs. I know how to make really simple, healthy food, just taste amazing. So I will eat beans and rice for lunch. I will eat beans and rice for dinner. Sometimes for breakfast. It's yeah. nuts. But that's just because we're lazy. There's a lot of other stuff we yeah. could make. But we love Japanese sweet potatoes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll make some of those. We make this great pizza sweet potato crust pizza with vegetables so that could be dinner yeah rice pasta we with rec- beans and vegetables yeah. we recycle the same food groups and just turn it into fun healthy foods you know it's funny the foods that you're eating are the kinds of foods that cultures have eaten mm-hmm. over the m- millennia when people apparently weren't having acne mm-hmm. before Velveeta and mcdonald's came yeah. in yeah, yeah, I was just going to ask. So, you know, we heard about what they had been eating, but now we hear about their diet today. How is that affecting their gut bacteria and controlling, helping to control their acne? Tie this all together. Well, well for very, us. very rapidly, those kinds of foods, they're all high fiber, they're all really low in fat. That's going to have a dramatically healthy effect, not just on the skin and the endocrine systems, but also on the gut bacteria as well. So, one would expect that that might not only affect uh, autoimmune conditions, but might also make you feel better. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. talking about emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, more energy, less. Well, have, not having the acne will make you feel better emotionally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you guys are just walking around exuding confidence. I know that you're entrepreneurs. You do some acting. You do some singing. You were tickling the ivories upstairs. It sounded fantastic. <laughs> I mean, what, <laughs> what, what so you don't you guys do? What don't you guys do? I mean, this confidence is out of this world. Uh, uh, oh gosh, what don't we do? We're, Nina? We don't. We're single. We're single. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, but we go on a lot of dates. You do. I I do. <laughs> it's not that kind of show, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what don't, don't we know. do. I don't know. You guys just oh. seem to do so much. You guys are social media mavens. It's unbelievable watching everything that you guys put out there. Uh, what are what are your social media handles? Nina Nelson at Randa Nelson. That's on Instagram and YouTube is just Nina and Randa. Wait, I have one more. Qu- I have a question for you. So you think that diet and and like eating low fat and having more fiber can help people if they're feeling depressed? Yes, I think so. Too. Exactly. In fact, we're going to be doing another show on exactly that topic. We haven't been able to figure out all of the mechanisms as to why, but it's something we're seeing so often. Um, we did a study with Geico that you might remember where we went into the, you know, the insurance mm-hmm. company. Yeah. And people went vegan. They wanted to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But we noticed that their moods were getting better. Mm. We thought, what's that about? So anyway, um, there's That's a cool. lot more to it. But we've, that kind of led us down that path. Do you think <laughs> that they feel less depressed, though, because they feel better that they've lost weight? Yeah. You know, because if you're trying to lose weight and you can't, you feel, like, defeated. And yeah, that's like, depressing. what's wrong with me? Or is it also, like, you're getting so many carbohydrates that you're like, oh, my gosh, I want to walk around, and that yeah. makes you feel better. Um, that's the $64,000 question. I think what you said is exactly right, that if I've got diabetes, it's out of control, and my weight I can't control, if suddenly that gets better, people yeah. do feel better. Yeah. Um, that, that, that their mood gets, gets better. 
But even when those things aren't an issue, if you take people where, where they don't have weight issues, they, the diet changes still seem to help. So we're, that's kind of a research frontier. Mm-hmm. But it does seem to work. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to jump into that. Well, I can talk to that one from experience yeah. being 420 pounds. Like when I was still overweight and, yeah, and growing up in school, um, like I would miss months of school at a time. Oh. I just couldn't get out of the house. Like I was depressed as depressed could be. Like you would have to scoop me up off the floor mm-hmm. just to get me to go and downstairs. And you're so fit. Well, thank you. you know, <laughs> I try, you know. Um, so I changed my diet, too, and my skin mm-hmm. cleared up, and my mood really improved. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you and I, and, you know, we should talk more about that if you're, if you're seriously curious about it. I will walk you through the, the entire psychological process because yeah. I know yeah. that's something you guys are interested totally. in as well. So uh, you guys are amazing. We are fresh out of time for this show. But thank you so much for, for your time. And it's for, Oh, wait. No, I have to put you on the spot. You guys cook simply. I have so many viewers and listeners write in and say, I want to change my diet, but I just don't know how to get started. I'm not a whiz in the kitchen. So I want to bring you guys mm. back on. Yeah. We can go over some tips. We'll yes. go a little bit more in depth. We'll talk about more than just the oat banana shake. And I'm hoping <laughs> that upstairs there's a Vitamix and we can just knock that out today. <laughs> yeah. okay. And can I thank both of you? Um, you let me include your whole story in your body and balance which I have been so excited about because it's all the things that people never thought would relate to food. If it's acne, well, it's just my fate. Right. Um, it's, I, it runs in my family or something mm-hmm. like that. But you're letting me tell this story to a lot of people. Well, thank you for including it. It's sure. such an honor. Yeah. Nina, Randa, Dr. Barnard, thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Dr. That is a pretty cool story. Think back right now. Take a second. Think back to when you were in high school. Close your eyes, if you can, and picture your friends. Picture the halls of your high school and maybe even sitting in class. Take a look around. What do you see? You see a lot of people. And now think about how badly you may have wanted to fit in there. But if you had severe acne, there's a whole lot of self-doubt that comes with that. And with that doubt, you feel even more like an outsider when all you want is so desperately to fit in. No doubt when we look our best, we feel our best. And Nina and Randa are two shining examples of that. What a story they have. And they're just two of the incredible successes that are featured in Dr. Barnard's new book, Your Body and Balance, The New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. And this entire book, it is dedicated to sharing the science behind how these common conditions like infertility and gaining weight and menopause and breast and prostate cancers and thyroid problems, and yes, acne, how all of that can be affected by and improved with simple diet changes and how all of that is tied to hormones. You can find a link to purchase the book right now in the episode notes below or head over to pcrm.org slash your body in balance. Now, also on that page, you can find a full list of upcoming events where Dr. Barnard will be speaking He's got a full book tour coming. He's hitting the roads in a major way to share the hormone-related science behind all of this. So heads up, if you're living in New York or Baltimore, 
Fort Myers, Portland, Asheville, Toledo, Cincinnati, Sacramento, the list goes on and on and on. Dr. Barnard is headed your way. And here in Washington, D.C., I want to extend a special invitation for Friday night, February 7th. Join us at the Bus Boys and Poets for a special live podcast taping. It's going to be a heck of a way to kick off the weekend. We're going to get you feeling good, inspired, and coached up as you cruise into the Saturday. There is so much science that we will be getting into, so much to learn, and the ticket price for this event, it also includes a copy of the book. You can't go wrong. So if you're living in the Washington, D.C. area, we would love to see you there. Friday night, February 7th at Busboys and Poets. Go ahead right now, reserve your spot at pcrm.org slash yourbodyandbalance. Tickets are limited, so please go ahead and pick them up today. And also, if you want to keep up to date with all the latest events, you can follow us on social media at Chuck Carroll WLC. That's good for Twitter and Instagram. And you can find Dr. Barnard on Facebook and on Twitter at Dr. Neil Barnard, at Dr. Neil Barnard. And also, if you enjoyed this show, make sure that you subscribe to the Exam Room Podcast by the Physicians Committee on Apple Podcast and wherever it is that you get your favorite shows. And that way, when you hit that subscribe button, you will be among the first to get the special hormone-related shows every week throughout the series. And also, when you subscribe, please leave a five-star rating, and that helps even more people find this life-changing information. In the case of today, I mean, who wants to deal with pesky acne, right? Help somebody out, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, help them find this show, and help them hopefully get that complexion and their hormones in check. And that, that is going to do it for us on this first show of the Your Body in Ballads series. My thanks again to Dr. Neil Barnard and to Nina and Randa Nelson for joining us. And for everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. Mm-hmm.